Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a special edition of the Disfluencers podcast. We are going to be talking about Star Wars and not the special edition crap that we got in the early 2000s. We're talking Galaxy's Edge today, and to do that, we brought on a special guest, one Mr. Bryson from For Love of Mouse, making his return to the podcast. Bryson, man, what is going on, brother? Not much, man. Ready to just dive in, talk some Star Wars with you. Dude, it has been crazy. We've been we've been talking about getting together and, uh, and, and recording this for for a little while now. All of the news has happened. It's happening. It's finally here, man. How excited are you for Galaxy's Edge opening on both coasts? Uh, both coasts, yes. That's what I am excited for. I can honestly say that numerous times I have gone on the Disney website to book rooms and chickened out. So, really? Yeah, just out of <laughs> fear of crowds. As I stated on the last podcast, yeah. I hate crowds. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, well, we'll get into it because I, I heard a little birdie tell me that you're there around then. Yes. So yes. <laughs> we we totally thought that it was going to open in December when we go for our Christmas trip. And so we booked our food and wine trip just thinking nothing of it. And we are like 10 days over opening day. We'll be there on September 8th. <laughs> so, I mean, you better believe like, and we're staying at Boardwalk. So like I can oh, walk wow. there. Dude, the line's going to be like at your room. That's fine. <laughs> I got to walk there either way. So if right. I got to walk with a line, that's okay. Cause if I'm going to be there, I'm going. So I hear you, man. That is, that is nuts. So just, uh, just a quick recap. Um, galaxy's edge is opening much, much earlier than I think anyone anticipated. Um, by far, by far, uh, oh, what, what's the official date? May, I don't even know. May 31st. Yes. Disneyland, August 29th, Disney world. The only one I care about is Disney World because I'm not flying across the country, bro. Yeah, yeah. it's I'm like perfectly in the center almost, yeah. so like it's fine. Yes, but yeah. yeah, well, we'll we'll just we're gonna make a Disneyland trip down the road, so we can do Galaxy's Edge some years down the road there. Right, right. So so they open this thing, or they they announce that they're opening Star Wars Land on both coasts much earlier than expected, and here's the deal: they're opening in phases, which to me is I don't want to say baffling, but it's intriguing that in my opinion, one of two things happened. Either a, they said, there's a lot of people who want to go see this thing. So we should get it open sooner rather than later or B. And I think this is probably more the case. Rise of the resistance. Isn't going as well as they anticipated. Um, whether or not it's the fact that it is such an ambitious pro- project for what they're doing with Rise, with it being such a long experience and, and more immersive than they've ever really gotten. But I don't think it would have been ready for December, even though they're still saying that phase two of this whole thing opens up at the end of 2019. Well, so, okay, so here's my take on it. Right. So I, I hadn't even thought about the rise of the resistance part until you just brought that up. So that is a very good point. I hadn't thought of that because there's something like 22 patents or something like that in that ride. Oh, it's crazy. 
like that no technology that anyone else has just Disney for that ride. So, I mean, I can't even fathom like what that could be. Right. But my thought is that this is 100% Disney just being the genius money-making machine that they are (laughs) because yeah, there is a huge demand. People want to go. Everybody wants to go and they know they're going to draw people in who don't go to Disney world because the star Wars fanboys who aren't Disney fanboys like us are going to come. So on August 29th, they're all going to be there. And then later in the year, they're all probably going to come again. So you're going to get the money from them twice. And you're basically going to have two grand openings instead of having one. And you're going to double your money on a lot of those people. I, I, I agree. But the, the second half of that is, if you noticed, and I know you guys normally don't go busy time during the summer, but if you noticed, much earlier than at least I can remember, they offered free dining over the summer. I don't know the last time that has ever happened. You know what? I, I can, because we took advantage of it once, and it was in 2011. They haven't offered free dining this early in the year in a long time. And they threw free dining out and some significant room only discounts for the entirety of summer much earlier than they normally do. Normally now is when we're getting those, those, uh, those discounts. And, and honestly, I don't think people were booking. I think people were waiting to either go over Christmas or once rise, once uh, galaxy's edge was announced and honestly, I think they wanted to try to catch as much as they could at the end of the summer because it, it, it's it's opening two days before Labor Day. Yeah, in in in, in Disneyland World World. Wow. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> well, you're right. I mean, huh? Yeah, you're right. I didn't even think of that. I remember making a comment when that free dining came out. I was like, I don't remember. Because, I mean, anytime free dining dining comes out, every single Disney group on any social media platform goes insane for it. Right, exactly, even though it's not Even though the deal. room discount's probably a better deal exactly. than the free dining. But it's free dining, so it's cool. Like, that's fine. If yeah. you feel good about the deal you got, that's the best deal you got then. Right. But, yeah, I hadn't even thought – you're saying a lot of points that I hadn't even thought about. I mean, I, I truly – I agree with you that I think a lot of people – we're holding out on booking trips in 2019 until they had a date to plan around. Exactly. So, I mean, I agree. I agree with that wholeheartedly. I mean, cause you can even still get a room in Disney world on the 29th. Like you could yes, be you in Disney world still. Yes. And it's not the like $500 out of pocket boardwalk room. Like it, it's, it, it's, there's getting, good, there's cheap rooms. It's getting close though. I looked. Oh uh, yeah. I, yeah. I, it's, if you I don't do it like in that. the next couple of weeks, you're out of luck. Yes, well, I booked one just in case I could go. I know. I might crash on your floor. That's fine. I don't care. I got room. I'm going by myself. The kids and Brandy will be in, be in, uh, be in school. So. Well, that's fine. They got the girls' trip. Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, it's it's it, it's interesting, and the the timing of the announcement, in my eyes, makes sense. Right. So. For us Disney nerds, that even even for us, whenever we were only going once a year, you know, we we booked a significant a significant amount of time out, right? So we wanted to make sure we knew when we were going, where we were staying, 
before our 180-day window to make all of our ADRs, okay? But most of the people in the world who aren't crazy like us book their Disney vacations 90 to 120 days out. So the the fact that they're they're hitting that Disney World, uh, I don't know, um, oh, what's the, they're hitting the date that most people, or at least the time frame that most people are starting to plan their summer vacations, right? So people are out there sitting saying, oh, well, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opens Labor Day. Why don't we just do Disney right then? Yeah, because right now everybody's yeah. winding down from their spring break trip and they're thinking of their next big family vacation. And right. Yeah, that's – you're making good points, Dave. I try, man. It's <laughs> it, it's uh, it's just it, – it's, it's interesting looking at this from a, a Star Wars fan perspective, right, and – and a Disney fan perspective because, and and I'll throw this question out to you. You know, I know what I'm looking forward to the most. What are you looking forward to the most out of these lands? I mean, all that's been talked about is this immersive experience. And so, I mean, I'll be honest, like I liked Avatar, but I didn't think it was like, the end all be all that needed its own land. Agreed. And then I walked into, I mean, I didn't even know they were doing it. And then like the first trip Crystal and I went on, we were walking through animal kingdom and her cousin told me that that's where avatar land was. And I was like, Oh wow, that's interesting. And the first time I walked into Pandora, I was blown away, Mm -hmm. like blown away. And I don't even like, I mean, I don't love avatar. Like I like avatar. I'll go see the sequel, but I mean, I literally love star Wars. Like I've lived it my whole life. And when I walk into that place and they've been doing nothing, but every word you hear is immersion, 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 like all these different patents on technology, everything you read about. That's what I'm looking forward to. And I'm looking forward to the fact that my wife is a huge Harry Potter fan, and I'm going to rub her face in the fact that Star Wars Land is better than Harry Potter Land. Yeah. (laughs) Crystal, don't hate me. Yeah. (laughs) No. Oh, we do it all the time. Every time I see any commercial or anything, I'm like, I don't know. Disney probably could have done that better if they would have done Harry Potter. (laughs) Just ask her where the Harry Potter hotel is. No, exactly. (laughs) Don't give them ideas. It's coming. I, get, <laughs> it, I almost it guarantee is. it. Um, so so here's, here's the thing, though, and you, and you bring up an interesting point. I don't know if we would have gotten that Harry Potter land or one that was even better at Walt Disney World. I honestly think that what we're getting as a Star Wars immersive experience comes on the heels of the fact that Universal said, look, Disney, we're going to out Disney Disney. And Disney said, hold on, hold my beer. Well, that was also J.K. Rowling's, like, you know, strong-arming a lot of people, too, to get her way. Right. Well, Which I'm glad she did, because Harry Potter is cool. Like, it's a cool experience. Have not been to Harry Potter land, have have no experience with it as of yet. Um, That's on the list. The kids are still a little too young. I've delved into that topic a lot on previous shows. But here's... here's, um, the story is I recently heard it on Jim Hill Media Podcast, and I had not heard this before. But, um, like, Rollings went to Disney. Disney said, well, okay, it's dragons. We'll put it in 
Fantasyland, and they were going to do where New Fantasyland is. Where New Fantasyland is, they had you know obviously where Ten Thousand Leagues Under the Sea was. They had that land, said we'll put it there, and they had some really cool uh, cool ideas for for what they were going to put there, but. They basically treated Rowling's like, no, 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 we got this. Like, you just tell us what you want, but we got it. And they weren't listening to her ideas. So, like, there was apparently paperwork out there, and she had mm-hmm. her la- lawyer retract it and then go. She, and- rumor is she directly went to Universal that day and told them, this is what Disney offered me better it. And they did. That's a good possibility. But, um, but then... You know, Universal did did their thing with uh, with the Islands of Adventure part, and then doubled down with Diagon Alley. And honestly, I think Disney saw the fact that oh, it's I'm out. We do immersion better than anyone. Hold my beer. Oh yeah, and they they stepped it up. They had to. And and I think a lot of this it's going to be very interesting to me. A lot of this is built on the back of of Magic Bands and RFID mm-hmm. technology and. And the ability to to get that information from an individual to cast members so that they can have a one-on-one interaction and say something that is that is specific to that person. I remember I remember hearing about uh, testing for experiences in um, in California where the uh, the princess, if you will, there was a, a screen basically behind a mirror behind um, behind whoever you were interacting with that, that they couldn't see, but it was it was it was you know trick whatever right. But they'd be able to look and see the information that the magic band had on it. So if it was a birthday, you know, it, I'm sure you've seen it, right? You you walk through a touch point at a um at uh, at a ride, right, for a fast pass, and you hit it. And if you notice, you turn green on this on their screen, mm-hmm. and it's your name. And if you're celebrating anything, yep. it's right underneath it. Well, I mean, yeah, there's there's a reason why if you have a fast pass on Small World, when you're exiting, it says goodbye, Bryson. Like, oh, exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. And it, it's 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 all that RFID technology. And no. they're they're kicking it up a notch with what they're doing at Star Wars and. And I am really interested to see going back to you know what's the what's the biggest thing we're looking forward to. And you said the immersive experience, but that's it for me. I mean, honestly, don't get me wrong. I want to ride the I want to drive the Millennium Falcon, but I just want to hang out in the land. Yeah, like, that's it. Like literally, once this whole thing's open, like I could plan a week long trip around just just looking at as much as I can in this land from open to close. Right. And on top of that, they have the, the new portion of the play app. Yeah. Disney Parks I forgot play about app. that. Yeah. That, that they just announced at this point, it's the, it's the 27th of March. They just announced that I think what, 10 days ago, maybe if that, yeah. and I, yeah. for, I, I forget the, I should probably have looked it up, but you know, this is, we're, we're, we're pretty low budget here, so we don't we don't yeah. we don't look stuff up. We have we have jobs too. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, with with the play app and some of the stuff that that they that it looks like they're going to bring forth on that, there's like legit stuff you're going to be able to do repeatedly in this land, 
And and someone asked me not long ago, how long do you think it's going to be until you're going to be able to quote unquote just get into the land, right? Like without without a queue to get in at Hollywood Studios and actually stuff directed from you must enter over by by Muppets and exit into Toy Story Land or whatever. And I said five years and they laughed, but I honestly think it's going to be at least five years. I think, yeah, I think you're on the the low end of the scale. It's possible. I say five to seven, you know, like, I mean, when, when that meme was going around of the cast member holding the end of line starts here ticker and it was at the Florida, Florida state, state line. line. Yeah. I laughed so hard at that because that legitimately, like, there's that many people. If we formed a single file line, it might stretch that far. Oh, it's a good possibility. I mean, the, the, the number of people. There's a reason why the Magic Kingdom, uh, the Cinderella Castle Lake, or whatever you want to call it, is drained right now. And that's because even that park's going to be busier and they have to widen the paths. Yep. There's just going to be such an influx of people because of this. I mean, it's something. I've been telling everybody that this is going to be something like we have never seen before with an opening. Right. Like, just because I go back to what I said earlier, you're like Star Wars fanboys who don't like Disney. Like, you could hate Mickey Mouse. Like, I don't want you in my life if you do, but you could. <laughs> you're still going to go. Agreed. <laughs> like, and there, there's going to be a lot of those people. Yeah. it's. it's... I, I want you to take pictures of of people lining up at like when the park closes the night before opening. Well, so here's, here's the deal, right? So, so the plan is to get there on the 28th and I'm just throwing this out there. It's, it's all still fluid, but my plan is to get there on the 28th for the opening on the 29th. When's the line start? I don't know. My guess, the 23rd in some (laughs) capacity, you know, like, Like, yeah, like where are they going to start the line? Because they're obviously not going to stop traffic from coming into the Hollywood Studios parking lot because then you're just going to have people lined up on the side of the road, and that's a legitimate safety hazard, okay? Right. Are they going to let people stand out there from the close of the park the night before? Because if they are, I'll be there, you know? Like, I'll go check into my hotel and just go hang out. I don't care. Um, like, 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 honestly. It, I, in my opinion, the only way they'll let a line start forming is if it's the night before because – then you go back to liabilities, and plus, right. like, they do a lot of the behind-the-scenes magic stuff at night. Like, they don't want people hanging out at that park watching, you know, what's going on and seeing all the things that they do to get ready to do it all over again the next day. And, and I, I mean, being, I was being a little facetious on the 23rd thing. Like, they're not going to let people. I'm not. Like, I legit think that, like, that Monday, there could be some dude with a tent who pops it up and... Brett, guy behind the magic, is telling him to get his tent and go home. Yeah, exactly. I legit think that there's going to be people, like, trying to do it. Oh, yeah. Disney's not going to allow it, though. I I agree with you. But honestly, I think the night before, I'm not kidding, they might let people start the line up the night before. Because otherwise, I don't know if it matters. Because wherever they put the barrier, people are going to line up there. If If that barrier is, okay, well, you're in the parking lot, but you can't walk up. Okay, there they are. people are going to sit in their cars and they're going to tailgate. And I don't think you want that because I know how tailgates go. I live right. close to Happy Valley. <laughs> um, two, if it's the walking path, I you know, you guys are a boardwalk. I, I'm not kidding. It's possible yeah. that the line starts at like, 
the the underpass on the mm-hmm. walkway to Hollywood Studios. Yeah, I would. I mean, there is literally nothing you could tell me about where this line could go. I mean, okay, legitimately, like it's not going to go to Florida State Line, but right. there's nothing you could tell me about this line that I would be shocked at. Like, if you told me that World Drive was backed up for 12 miles, I would be like, "Yep, yep. <laughs> like, that's true." <laughs> I can't even imagine I four. Yeah. Oh Lord, that's going to be nuts. Right. But 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 then that's the other half. You know, if you're there for opening day, transportation is going to be crap. Oh you, yeah. You, you you better figure something out because you're not going to be able to drive to the park. So now you're going to have an influx of people trying to do the the the, the back end stuff, getting dropped off by an Uber or a Lyft or, or a minivan or whatever at Yacht Club, Beach Club, Boardwalk, Swan and Dolphin, wherever they can get to to walk to this place. It's yeah. going to be nuts. And we're just talking opening day. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean. It, it's going to be this way for the foreseeable future. It's not a single opening day. Yeah. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And and, and you're going to be there in the middle of it, and I can't wait. Oh, I might have to buy a 360 camera just to walk around. Like, literally, just like like just attach it to the top of my hat. Just yes. so, just so you can, you know, I like can, where this is going. It, yeah, this could, this could be very interesting. Dave and more tech is what we need. Yeah, Randy Dave disagrees, and, oh. but this is what we need. Dave and more tech. That's not a good thing. <laughs> oh man, but but honestly, I mean, it's gonna be, it's going to be nuts. But it it goes back to the fact that maybe Disney thinks that they're gonna soften this a little bit. Because they're not opening the whole thing at once. Maybe Rise of the Resistance isn't necessarily too far off, but Smuggler's Run is close, right? Yeah. Obviously, and the land is close. And whatever, let's get this uh, let's get this party started. <coughs> Excuse me. I mean, me. what but- what little boy or girl that has always dreamed has not always they like Star Wars has not always thought about flying the Millennium Falcon. I would like to fly the Millennium right. Falcon. Like, you know, I'm gladly going to. Oh, exactly. And even if I crash it, I still get to say I flew it, so Right. So so did you did you hear the rumor? And I I don't know, Bryce, and I guess I should have asked on the front end, um how how spoiler free do we want to do we want to keep this thing or how spoiler free are you trying to stay in regards oh, to I don't what's do going on? I don't care about spoilers like okay. if I'm going to do it I'm still going to do it you can tell me whatever you want okay cool so allegedly originally you were going to be able to crash the millennium falcon because it was going to be a 100% open world that you were flying this thing through oh that's right i heard this right so Recently, there have been rumors coming out saying that they took the crashing part out. That you can't crash the Millennium Falcon. That if you start piloting it in the wrong direction, not the wrong direction, but if you get to a point where something bad is going to happen, a tractor beam is going to come out of nowhere and you're going to be taken onto a Star Destroyer or something of the like. Huh. To save you. You know, I don't... I don't hate that. I don't either. It... Here, it's not as cool as like saying I crashed the Millennium Falcon, but like I'm okay with like the Empire grabbing me or the First right. Order, like right. And, and that's uh, so it's it's interesting to me that you know they want this whole environment, but when you look at 
the the amount of people that are going to go through this. You're going to have nerds like us that are going to ride it over and over and over again and try to get better every single time. And from what I understand, it's going to remember this. And as you go through and you do things over and over again and do different uh, outcomes, Easter, outcomes, Easter eggs, anything like that, um, it's going to somehow reflect in your experience at Galaxy's Edge in general. So that's why immersion is the thing I look forward to the most. Exactly. That blows my mind. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. It's like it's like getting good at Toy Story Mania, but <laughs> you having to remember your score, right? Yeah. This is like, oh, so you did this, that, and the other thing, but it was better than last time. How do they have that conversation? Like, this is a complete aside, right? But how do they have that conversation? It's like they look at the screen and it's like, you've ridden Smuggler's Run 87 times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it, it's, it's, you have nothing else to do. Exactly. <laughs> do you live here? You moved here just for Galaxy's Edge? And then Bryson nods his head yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um. But sticking with Smuggler's Run for a minute, have you have you heard the news on the queue? No, I yeah, actually so. haven't. So fill me in. So allegedly, you know, it's it's six people per pod, right? Right. And there's two carousels with six pods on each, so there's twelve pods going at a time. Twelve twelve uh, cockpits, if you will. Yeah, they're going to move people through both these rides anyway. Right. So allegedly, part of the queue, the pre-queue. Or the, the 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 scene one for this, right? Is you get to hang out in the crew quarters of the Millennium Falcon for an extended period of time. Oh, I did hear this because they yeah yes. yeah because yeah, they had hollow chests and everything like yeah. Yes. So, that's so origin. Uh, that's worth the, the ride. Agreed. <laughs> agreed. And that's worth the Instagram photo. Like that's all it's gonna be. Fact. So the story goes that they were originally going to have a meet and greet with Chewie. Okay. But. When they started playtesting it in California, everyone ignored Chewie. (laughs) All all people wanted to do was go get pictures taken and press buttons and and touch things. And so they took Chewie out. It's what I I do in Buzz Lightyear, so yeah. (laughs) It's the same thing. I'm with you. It's... uh, but it's interesting, and it's kind of the overarching. Again, you, you you've been saying immersion this entire time, like that's what you've been looking forward to. But you know, Smuggler's Run, at the end of the day, it's a it's a simulator, right? So Disney's done it before. Yeah. They're it's new tech. Um, it, it's it's, going, it's gonna it's a step up from probably Flight of Passage, even. Right. It's gonna be it's gonna be killer, right? Yeah. So so that's great, but with. What they're planning to do with Rise of the Resistance is is even more ambitious. It's, in my mind, ridiculous. Oh, I, I mean, I, if they pull it off, which I'm 99.9% sure they're going to do, this is like, I don't know how any other theme park company or anything comes close to, like, trying to top this besides Disney. Like, No, no, no clue. None. I mean, the fact that, like... 
Uh, allegedly, the entire experience, and there's there's varying numbers, 14 to 28 minutes through four different show scenes with these. I was going to say, yeah, I'm seeing, I'm seeing a lot more towards the 28 when you start, like, because we're talking, like, when you go into the queue, like, Q1, Q2, because there's multiple queues. Right, right. Plus your ride time. Right, so... So from from all the reports I've heard and or read, and it's multiples, it's everything from WDW News Today to Jim Hill Media Podcast to uh, a couple of the the, the bigger uh, entertainment writers. Um, you know, you're you're looking at being recruited by the resistance to uh, hop on a ship, fly with Poe Dameron somewhere. You get captured by a first order star destroyer. This is the scene I am looking forward to the most when you walk into a life-size hangar of a Star Destroyer. Yeah, that's... It's going to be That's amazing. (laughs) 50 animatronic stormtroopers. Yeah. Life-size TIE fighter. Uh, It is going to be awe-inspiring. I mean, that building is like one of the largest show buildings I think I've ever seen. So, I mean, they can easily do all that. <laughs> that there was, there was a comparison of that to like the entirety of something else. And I, I, I can't remember, but it was, it was, uh, it was the pirates building, the entire pirates, entire pirates of the Caribbean ride is the, in the hangar, of, right? In the hangar. Yeah. Again, I mean, allegedly. Cool. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's fine with me. There, there's honestly not much, not much more to say. I mean, what people cool. have to think is like Disney literally built a mountain range oh, for yeah. these lands. Like, there's floating mountains in Pandora. There's literally a mountain range in Galaxy's Edge, yeah, and unless crazy. it's something you can see or physically go into, it's probably part of the show building. But it looks yeah. like a mountain. <laughs> it's crazy. It's 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 insane. But but so so you 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 allegedly get sucked in tractor beam to uh, again. Don't to, hate it. <laughs> no, again, don't hate it. I think it's a great storyline. And and then they put you in a detention cell, a la uh, Last Leia, Jedi. Leia? La- oh. No, Last Jedi. Gotcha. I wish I. W- and who knows? We haven't seen it all. It'd be awesome if it was a nod to the original Death Star one. Yeah, but it's like First Order inspired, so it won't be. Exactly. So so that, and then it's your trackless ride system at the end, which is the official ride at that point, right? Which mm-hmm. allegedly has an unnecessarily large number of show scenes in it, like 18. Yeah. If I remember correctly. Yeah, I think that's the number that I remember. It's crazy. Yeah. It is absolutely crazy what what they're planning to do. And what's what's interesting to me is that like you get into that shuttle to take off from Batuu as a group of like fifty. Yeah. And then you're whittled down to a group of twelve through each of these multiple scenes to be put into the quote unquote next queue. Yeah. It's just it's Well, I think like what's this flight of pa- flight of passage does like three thousand people an hour or something like that? Is it that high? No, maybe it's not. 
But anyway, they do like Flight of Passage does an ungodly amount of people like an hour, right? right? It has to. Right. Right. And this is going to dwarf that. <laughs> like like 50 people at a time. <laughs> like Yeah. It's it's insane. Let's say that first queue part you spend 10 minutes in there if that, right? Yeah, so, that, yeah. yeah, if that. I'm just using a decent number. I mean, mm-hmm. 10 every 10 minutes you're telling me you're going to wipe through 50 people? Like Right. That, even right. that right there, and like we said, that's numbers probably way too high. But I mean, they're going to move people through. Right now, and there's probably going to be still a five-hour wait. But well, that's what uh, that, that's interesting because my the, the next thing there is that there's no fast pass. I was just going to say, let's segue into that. <laughs> oh, so good idea or bad idea, Bryson? For me, because I go to Disney World a lot. <laughs> I'm going to say bad, but the sane person in me, I get why they're doing it because it's not fair to have fast passes when there's going to be the demand that we're talking there's going to be. Plus, like, really, what's a fast pass if the line is coming out and going as far as you can see? Oh, exactly. You know, so instead of a five hour wait, you got a two and a half. Like, I mean, yeah, that's huge, but. I get, exactly. I get it. <laughs> well, the, the the math isn't there. You're just talking about ride capacity, and you know, if if you look at what the traditional fast pass, um, yeah, split is between, um, between standby and fast pass, it's usually a seventy to eighty percent split fast pass versus standby. So, and, and Testa, Len Testa did the math on a recent Disney dish, and he's like, so if if you had 1,000 people, and they could do 1,000 people an hour, and 800 of them, which would be 80%, are coming from the FastPass line, only 200 people an hour would get in to standby. Now, those numbers are wrong, but for simplicity of math. Right. So, that means... How many people are in the park? 40,000, 50,000. I don't know what, yeah, what Hollywood I, Studios can hold. Yeah, I don't know how many we we let, don't know how many people the land can eat up too. Well, exactly. But let's say it's let's say it's 40,000. And then let's say 10% of those people care enough to go to Star Wars Land, which we know is a gross underestimation. That means 4,000 people would be going over. And let's say they don't have fast passes. Let's say Half of them don't have fast passes, which is two thousand. That means the line for standby is automatically ten hours long. Yeah, automatically, you can only take two hundred people out of standby every single hour. Yeah. So the numbers are screwy. I mean, they're they're not they're not the true numbers, but you get what I'm saying. If 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 you yeah. do fast, passes, uh, I mean, yeah, you you just you can't. I mean, especially yeah, when we're talking that the first initial wave of people to go in is fifty people, like. Exactly. Yeah, that number is it just the math doesn't work, which I fully expect at some point in time down the road, this could be five years down the road. Who knows? Like, again, I wouldn't be shocked if you told me this, but I think Disney will figure it out. They'll figure right. out a way to do the fast passes. I wouldn't be shocked if Disney was like, for $20, you can get a fast yeah, pass man. to Smuggler's Run and Rise of the Resistance. There you go. They're in line. You know, like I said, they. 
There's a reason that I go there so much because they're awesome. And there's a reason why everything's so pretty. And there's a reason why they built a mountain range because they can afford it. Exactly. (laughs) It's, it's interesting because before I had read the article on, uh, the, the actual information on opening day, I had gotten on my phone and booked a room thinking, Hmm. At least if I have it and I can go, I'll be able to get a fast pass 60 days out. Or that was my ha- first thought. At least have a shot, right? Same same for you, right? Right. That's you can't even a- get a Slinky Dog fast pass, though. <laughs> Dude, I've been lucky with Slinky Dog, to be honest. Oh, I need to travel with you. I don't know, man. Well, do you All right, I'm sorry. I got us way off topic. Go no, you're, it wasn't that far off topic. It's kind of <laughs> legit because... Here's here's the thing. Getting a Pandora Fast Pass is like gold. Getting a Flight of Passage for for Flight of Passage specifically, obviously, is like gold. Slinky Dog's kind of the same thing, right? Like, I, I I'm okay. I have a harder time getting a Slinky Dog Fast Pass than Flight of Passage lately. Well, that's because I no think, joke. I, I think everyone goes to Slinky Dog, and I I don't know the capacities, but I would assume that Slinky Dog is actually lower than Avatar. Oh yeah. The only the only reason they move as many people as they do through Slinky is because they have three coasters and they're perfectly timed and they they move it well, which is brilliant. Oh yeah, so brilliant. But but yeah, so I I, I can see. I mean, I'm upset. Don't get me wrong, because I was really hoping to at least have a shot at getting a fast pass. But I mean, think about this. I mean, it would be l- literally crashing the system every morning. With people mm-hmm. trying to get fast passes when, when and let's be it. honest, the Disney Fast Pass system server is not the greatest. Oh, dude, I think it's it's the best IT that all the money that you just paid them could buy. Not because <laughs> that app just is so phenomenal. The app's not bad. It's okay if you're running it through the app. Honestly, the the website yeah, is so gra- right. the website's so graphics intensive that it it. It slows the whole process down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a totally different show. Dude. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we gotta yeah. go behind the curtain on that. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but so so I'm I'm interested in the fact that that this is going to be no lines. I'm I'm really interested in whether or not they're going to charge a premium for people to rent plaids because that's legit the way to do this. And whether or not they're going to have some semblance of access if you get a tour. Ooh. Good call. See, it's interesting. I I know you were watching Slinky Dog opening day. Yes. Right? The amount of vloggers that got together and got, uh, got tour guides... So that they could have access without having to worry about fast. It was one of the smartest moves ever. It was one of the smartest moves ever. And it's a really smart move to do it again for this. But here's the question. What's Disney going to limit it to? Because they know that people know now. And two, what's it going to cost? It is not outside of the realm of possibility 
that the announcement for the $12,000 one-day tour anywhere you want to eat, anywhere you want to go, let's just hang out in Cinderella's room at the castle. The fact that it came, I don't know, 70 days prior, if that, 50 days prior to this announcement. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't too far off in like, you know, it regular is, terms. It's interesting. You know, where where's the price going to lie? I mean, obviously it's not going to be 12k. Huh? <laughs> well, they're going to offer that and they're going to offer you know, uh, yeah, they'll offer a dumbed down version, probably. They're probably going to offer one for, uh, I don't know. Right now, I think you can you can do it for about. If you told three, me six, three k. Okay, all right. But it's like about three hundred bucks a person if you do ten people, and everyone's paying because it's something an hour. But it would not surprise me if you just said six. It wouldn't surprise me if if the cost for a plaid goes up to 6k if you want access to to, to galaxy's edge now i'm gonna throw this in the category of you could throw out anything and i'd be like yep oh i know well because i mean there's gonna be people who like just stupid amounts of money and they're like yep doing it think about this bryson the audacity of saying twelve thousand dollars for a tour that will get you anywhere, instant access, meals anywhere, access to Cinderella's suite. Um, you can't go to Victoria and Albert's, though. I, I did read that. But the audacity to say it's twelve grand for that. But here's the kicker. If you get two days, they'd knock $2,000 off for the second day. So it's only $11,000 <laughs> a day for two days. But, but think about it. The audacity to throw that number out there. For the majority of people that go to Disney for four or five days at a time, that is four trips. Yeah. I was just going to say, I was like, okay, I guess I'm only going to go to Disney once every like two years now. Oh, exactly. (laughs) No, I mean, we're we're talking about an extravagant tour here, right? I mean, for 12K, they better like give you gold. uh, I better be sleeping in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon when the park closes. Exactly. I mean, that is... That that is an inordinate amount of money, and the thing is, is that why advertise it? Why put it out there? Because the people that yeah, that's ha- like that's like advertising for uh, Golden Oaks, right? I mean, like, not every person can afford Golden Oaks, so yeah, why would you advertise it? No, but the people that know about Golden Oaks, or the people that want to go live on Disney property, will find that information out. The people yeah. that have the money to spend to get to a point where they have all they have all access to this are the people that are going to reach out to Disney anyway when they're coming because they don't want to be bothered, right? Like, I mean... They know the people to call. They know the people to call. If not, you call concierge and say, I'm Samuel L. Jackson, and <laughs> I want to get these snakes off this plane, right? That's always my reference. It's always my always my reference. I want to get into Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> exactly. I want, get me off this plane and into Galaxy's Edge. I want to build my own purple lightsaber. Fact. Yes, we've gone far afield. Let's get back to Galaxy's Edge. Um, the, the the tour thing is interesting, and and the fact that uh, that that number of twelve k was thrown out there, I'm not going to be surprised if it's eight k on on opening day for sure. So, I guess I'll leave it at that. If you have anything else, go for it. 
No, like I said, I nothing. Nothing was shot. You tell me twenty k, and I'd be like, "Yep, there, there's someone that'll pay it." So. Oh yeah, yep. But, but as we speak of Mace Windu's purple lightsaber, one of the most killer segue. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, one thing that I am inordinately excited for is the fact that I'm going to be able to spend four hundred and fifty dollars on lightsabers because not only well, I get one for each of my children. I'm going to have my own, and it's going to be in my office, and I don't care. Bryson, I'm talking about the fact that you are going to be able to build your own lightsaber, which now you can, and it's plastic, and it breaks really easily. But if you want to drop... And it's I no think, different than the one at Walmart. Exactly. But if you want to drop, I think they said starting at 150 bucks, you can get your own custom metal lightsaber yes you can at savi's workshop savi's workshop and i mean the fact that so when i first heard about this i mean obviously you told me i could build i mean i've never done it at tatooine traders but i think it's cool you can build your own lightsaber but what right. drew me in was when you i mean you literally build it from the kyber crystal out yep like every aspect of the lightsaber the hilt everything and it's like the cool light up like glass i don't know if it's glass maybe plastic i'm sure it's plastic but you know what i'm saying right yeah it's not the like extendable cheapy walmart plastic lightsaber like it's you're getting your money's worth oh yeah i'm surprised it's only 150 bucks now oh i thought i thought it's another thing you could have told me that when you said 450 you could have told me that's what yours was gonna cost and i'd be like yep (laughs) Well, it's possible. I'm assuming it's it's much like uh, a lot of the other experiences where you can spend 125 and get it done, but if you want to, you can drop 450. Trust me, I know. <laughs> I've taken my daughter to Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique a lot. Yeah, I've seen them. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, but it's similar to that, and it's it's really interesting to me that they're kicking it up a notch because they know parents are going to buy one for themselves. Like it's almost perfect, and I mean. Bryson, we're we're close to the same age. We grew up with Star Wars. I mean, I'm I'm as giddy about this whole thing and have been since Galaxy's Edge was announced. I'm as giddy, if not more giddy, than my kids or a yeah. lot of friends' kids. Like they're like, oh yeah, cool stuff. I'm like, you don't understand what this is to to me. And yeah. by me, I mean this whole generation of of mid thirty something males. And up, probably another 10 years up, who actually went to the movies to see this. Like, I was going to say, my uncle, who is, I mean, obviously much older than I, he is giddy. He's the one who got me into Star Wars. So, I mean, he was talking to me last night on the phone, and he was like, when are we going? (laughs) That's awesome. That is awesome. There's a lot of people. That's Star Wars because it's generational. Exactly. Exactly. And, And here's the thing. All of us that were those kids then, right? And, and don't get me wrong, the, you know, our, our parents took us or, or exposed us to it in, in some capacity, right? They're Star Wars fans too, but the ones that grew up with it, that, that remember it from a kid's standpoint, are the ones that are currently in that age bracket that should be quote-unquote making the most money they will ever make in yeah, business. you're right. 
if you watch Star Wars on VHS, we're talking to you. <laughs> if you don't know what a VHS is, we are not talking to you. Complete aside, I uh, I edited a video the other day, and I said I'm going to walk around Wilderness Lodge and videotape a bunch of stuff. And I and and Brandy laughs at me every time I say the fact that I'm going to videotape <laughs> instead of record. You know what? We probably say that when we and I don't even know we're saying it. Well, yeah, I I didn't know it. I'm like, yeah. like I, I've been kind of cognizant about it since since Brandy's been laughing at me a lot recently about it, which I don't <laughs> care. Whatever, dude. It's always videotaping to me. Yeah. But that's uh, aside. But yes, I still own the original Star Wars on VHS, and I think I might be one of eight people in the country that have a working VCR. We're the we're one of the eight. Nice. Yeah. We still have all of our like Disney classic movies on VHS. So do we. We Two sets of them because both out. Crystal and I had them. So it's even better. My sister got all of all of ours. Oh, see, two only so. children. So. Yeah, there you go. Right. Ah, uh, yes. But but at any rate, back to Kyber crystal making <laughs> or Kyber Kyber crystal selection. I guess I am I am pumped for this. Um, I am nowhere near as pumped, but apparently you can build a droid. And the droid isn't the little plastic droid that no, you can No, see that? Now? I'm just as excited for that. Really? Yeah. Okay. Don't know why, but I am. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm cool with it. Like, I guess there's going to be some semblance of a robot interaction outside in the parks. Yeah. If, if I read that correctly. Okay, so I wasn't cool with it until I read that, like, because, yeah, it's cool to do it right then and there. But then you get home and you're like, what do I do with this thing? I'm, you know, in my mid-30s, what do I do? Right. But then there's going to be some robots that are going to be a Bluetooth speaker that you can build. That's pretty cool. And that's when I was like, okay, that's cool. We have Bluetooth speakers all throughout our house, so let's do that. <laughs> see, see, I like that. Um, I thought there was an interactive component also. Am I crazy? No, there is. Okay. Um, it's interesting that you get like some weird backpack with it, too, to carry it around. <laughs> right isn't it kind of like like yeah yeah like uh c3po on your back but it's not but it's, it's something else yeah i forget exactly but yeah it's similar it's similar to that so so that that's interesting to me what obviously there's going to be merchy mcmurcherson everywhere yeah. um they they basically designed the whole thing about i have an idea how about we put a land in? And in that land, there's a bazaar where they sell things. And it'll just happen to be merch. <laughs> yeah. We'll have 12 it's, different merch tents. Exactly. It's 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 pretty brilliant. Um, it the, the setup looks pretty cool. It looks like they drew some uh, some inspiration from Rogue One. Just from, from the art. Artwork. Am, yeah. am I the only one seeing that? Like with, uh, you know. No, from... no, I thought of that. Which I'm so that so that leads me to something that I've I've thought of, and I'll ask you this: Do you think that there will be? And when I say old Star Wars, I mean like Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker, Leia, new Star Wars, Ray, Kylo, Finn, Poe, them. 
Do you think they will separate the two at all, or do you think that there'll be a good integration of both into just one solid, you know, franchise from in the a, land? From a merch aspect or from a continuity of the immersion, immersive experience? The continuity. Okay, from a continuity standpoint, that's interesting because I haven't thought about it as much as I think I should. Um, See, and this is what I like literally think about. Yeah, no, no, it, it, it makes sense. My, my head's gone there. I honestly think that you're not going to see Darth Vader there. And see, for- and I've thought of that too because in the new Disney era, Darth Vader didn't have a presence until Rogue One. Exactly. and Like, I guess, I mean, obviously Anakin did in the prequels, but like, what... Does a twelve? Does a twelve? I don't know. Does a young boy like your boy obviously knows who Darth Vader is? But like, right. does a young person today know who Darth Vader is, or do they know more who Kylo Ren is? I don't have an answer to that. Right. Um. But here's my thing. Ky- Ky- Kylo Ren is like straight emo, dude. Like, yeah. It's frustrating being growing up with the original trilogy and being like. Darth Vader is across all of society, like across, how how can I phrase this? Darth Vader is the epitome of the bad guy, right? Yeah, he's the number one bad guy. It always comes back to Darth Vader. It's Darth Vader. It's, it's, I'll say Voldemort just to keep Crystal happy. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. She's she's in the living room and hearing me say this, so we'll probably argue later. but but you know it's it's Darth Vader, it's it's Sauron, it's it's all these big baddies that you know from from uh, you know the 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 lexicon of um of 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 pulp I don't know culture right pop culture yeah and the fact that the land is themed after the new era if you will episode seven eight nine which makes sense for disney that's what they're putting out there that's what the 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 kids are going to know as much as the old stuff and it works and you still have star tours with a nod to to the the older classic movies but i can't imagine galaxy's edge without a darth vader meet and greet i think i mean i think he'll be there He's gonna he's have. G- he's to. gonna have to be there. I mean, he's literally. And don't get me wrong. Like Kylo Ren's story is obvious. None of their stories are done yet, right? Like we right. still have a whole another movie that's gonna tie this all together. And I fully believe J.J. Abrams is gonna do an amazing job. Agreed. So who knows? Kylo could have that like, you know, villain moment where like you're like, all right, he is a bad guy. Like he's not just a temperamental teenager like having hormones, right? Like, Right. So uh, that, you know. I can't we'll even. <laughs> yeah. He's, Galaxy's I, Edge. Galaxy's Edge, Dave. Yeah, I know. No, I, I, <laughs> I hope you're right. I, and, and, you know, mo- moving on to episode nine a little bit because, well, you opened it up. Yeah, you I know, did. he's, he has to do one of two things. Kylo Ren is a character. He's either got to, he either needs to have his redemption and, and, and and join the resistance in some capacity and, and save the save the galaxy, 
or he's got to go the complete opposite way. He's got to go full bad. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and, and, and that's the thing. Darth Vader was introduced to us as the bad guy. The most the terrifying, literally the most terrifying guy in the galaxy. Exactly. <laughs> that's what he was introduced. Kylo Ren was introduced as, oh, I used to hang out under Luke Skywalker. Then I got emo and then I attempted to kill everyone. And I'm really and bad I killed at my it. dad. And then I killed my dad. To make my scary Scarface dad happy, and then I killed him. Yeah, exactly. And so, 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 what's the next step for him? And maybe it turns into that because I mean, the Kylo Ren meet and greet is actually pretty solid. So, oh, I love it. Yeah, like it, I was shocked at how much I liked it. The only one that beats it, well, I, I think two beat it right now. Gaston always does. Oh yeah, obviously. It has a special place in your YouTube heart. Agreed. Agreed. But has a special place in my heart as a father because you never yeah. you don't get that interaction with, with never. your kids. But two, and you just experienced it, is the evil queen yeah. at Storybook Dining. For sure. Like she's amazing. Yeah. She yeah, if you get I mean, yeah. They I'm assuming they have, you know, the people who hang out with the evil queen are phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, and I've only really seen pictures and, and videos of one person that hangs out with her all the time. So yeah. I'm assuming that there there have to be others because I'm assuming she's not hanging out. She gets day. a day off, right? I'm assuming. Yeah. But that's the only so, one I've seen. Yeah, you're right. I'm with you. I mean, it's – yeah. Kylo, Kylo Ren, it shocked me. I mean, I, I went and did it and – you know, just because it's still Kylo Ren, like I want to go see him, but like it was phenomenal. Like I, uh, when we were walking out, I asked, I told him to tell his dad hi, and he he goes, "That's not funny." <laughs> in <laughs> Kylo I, Ren, in the Kylo Ren voice, yeah, yeah, that's that's great. Like we're walking out of the room, and I got it. Like we didn't have the the microphone, didn't pick it fully up, so I put it in in like words in that vlog. But yeah, we're walking out, and I go, "Hey, tell your dad hi for me," and he just goes, "That's not funny." Wow, <laughs> or that's not a joke. <laughs> that's not a joke. And it was awesome. Like we uh, were walking out, and all like that was when we were on our trip with our friends, and we were all just like busting up. <laughs> like I did that, and he like had awesome. a comeback. That's great. Uh, so, so to answer your continuity story or, or question, there, there's. There's certain places where they're going to have to. I think you have to have Darth Vader there. But it, it makes sense to me that that might be the only real crossover because you still have C-3PO, you still have R2-D2, you still have Chewie. Han's dead. Uh, Skywalker's dead. Leia's, unfortunately, in real life, not around. Um, I don't think you can do... See, this is the problem I have with like human characters. You can't do those. You can't do it. Like, I agree. Don't get me wrong. Like... The Ray that they have that runs around in Hollywood Studios, like she she's a on. good Ray, but that's not Daisy Ridley. No, agreed. Like, sorry, but it's not. So it's I, just I tough. It's tough to pull that off. It's, it's Star Wars. You got plenty of aliens that can wear masks and things like that running around. But you know what? They do it with Guardians. Yeah. And it's a face character and it's an interaction. It's not just a show. Yeah, and he's actually pretty good at being Peter Quill. Yeah, I... Okay, on the cruise ship he is. Well, do, no, I, I've never met him. I've Full disclosure, I've seen one Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, and it was Spider-Man. 
It's on the list, dude. Okay, that's fine. It, you know what? You and my wife are in the same boat, and that's fine. Well, as an aside, did you grow up with the comic books? Did you so, grew up DC fan. Right. Read all the DC comics, all that. Huge Superman, Batman guy. Uh, fast forward to first Iron Man. Totally switched to Marvel. Movie-wise. Movie-wise, and then the started movie. like doing comics and things like that and trying to like catch up. Because right. now we're in the digital age, so I can read a digital comic book. Oh well, yeah, you can, and you can you can uh, buy a freaking omnibus or or whatever, right? Yeah. And you have ten thousand of them on your, on mm-hmm. your iPad. Yep. Yeah. Make makes sense. I was never into comics as a kid. Um, and it, I have nothing against the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I honestly think I should watch it. It's one of those where. I I said when Iron Man came out, I'm like, I'm not a huge Iron Man fan. I don't get it. Then they started expanding it. I'm like, ah, crap. I got to go back and start all these, right? And, and then before it, you know it, you're 20 movies behind. Exactly. I'm 21 movies oh, behind Oh, I get now. it. No, I totally get it. I'm just giving you a hard time. Like, I, oh, I hear you. I got plenty of friends who, like, we grew up the same way. Like, they were total DC, Michael Keaton, Batman, like, you know, all right. that. And... I mean, I didn't even want to go watch Iron Man, and it was my birthday, and all my friends were like, we're going to go watch it. It's supposed to be awesome. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, fine. Like, it's my freaking birthday, but all right. And then we walk out, and I was like, thank you. That's great. I've watched the first 20 minutes of it. Um, it is on Amazon, so I'm going to have to – got to start digging in. You know what? Maybe maybe after this, I'll, that'll be my, <laughs> be my movie before go. I fall asleep. But okay. uh, what I need to find is a, a short – a, a, a short run of like the seven movies I need to watch before like I go cliff watch. notes. Yeah, exactly. Like everything that will get me prepared for, um, uh, end game. There you go. Just so I can go see that. So, I mean, I sent, I sent crystal the picture that shows you the chronological order of what movies to watch to perfectly lead you up to end game. It's like 2000 minutes of movies or something like that. <laughs> well, yeah. And that's the it's thing. Like, it's all 20 movies. Right. Right. Like, yeah, it's yeah, it's an ungodly amount of time that in all honesty, if you told me you did that, I'd probably be like, what are you doing with your life? (laughs) How do you have that much time? I don't want to do it all in a row. Right. But I wouldn't mind picking out the highlights and I have to watch seven movies between now and uh, when does Endgame come out? Uh, April April 26th. So I have a month. You're good. I guess. At any rate, I won't, back, I won't hold it against you if it doesn't happen. I, I appreciate it. I don't know. Here's my thing. Now that now that they've purchased Fox, and we don't know what's going to happen with with the rights at Universal Studios. I know a lot of people are saying that oh, they're going to have to take it. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Universal is going to fight tooth and nail to keep the east of the Mississippi. Clause. I was going to say, do you have any idea how many like literally islands of adventure would have to be redone? Oh, the entire thing. Yeah, the entire thing. It's crazy. But, like, with that, I'm like, eh, I should probably get into it. Plus, with the sun getting into comics a little bit and wanting to watch that stuff. So, okay, there you go. So, when he starts getting into it, you and him, like, two, three times a month, whatever, just pick a day, you and him watch a movie. There you go. That's what it's going to have to be, but he's six, and I don't think he should be watching Black Panther. And No, he needs to totally – Crazy Uncle Bryson says that he needs to have, like, Scarlett Johansson, like, 
crushes. Well, obviously. <laughs> Why wouldn't he? Okay, <laughs> uh, Galaxy's yeah. Edge. Galaxy's Edge. Man. I don't even know anything about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and we just talked about it for like four minutes. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, all right. So, beyond merch and the amount of money we're going to spend there, there's an amount of money we're going to spend on food. Because uh, yeah. food is the most important thing that comes out of anything at Disney, be it a festival, a new restaurant, a new character dining experience, or an entire totally immersive land where you can buy meat roasted by the engine of a pod racer. Ronto's Roasters. So excited for that one, man. <laughs> yes, that, that one definitely, yeah, that one looks it, awesome. It flew under the radar in a lot of the reports that you read and a lot of the news stuff because they didn't have as much information, right? The menu's not as big. Right. But dude, if it's as, if it's themed as well as the artwork looks and the fact that there is a massive pod racer engine actually cooking, cooking your food? the meat. Yeah. With the rope with with the droid sitting there rotating everything. Dude, I I don't know how you don't just eat there. Yeah. At all. I mean, if you're a vegetarian, I think Satuli Canteen's cool, so I mean, I can't even imagine that. Satuli Canteen, unfortunately, took a big hit whenever they got rid of the bourbon-soaked raisins on the oatmeal for breakfast. I was pretty <laughs> upset about that. I never had it, so I... Oh, uh, dude, it was delicious. It sounds it so delicious. Good. So good. Ah, uh, any rate, back to Rontos. I, I'm so excited for this. The turkey jerky scares me. <laughs> A little bit, just from the picture. Did you see the picture of the turkey jerky? Yeah, I get what you're saying, but I mean, I've never turned anything down, so I'll try it. Well, exactly. <laughs> but but the, the 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 little sausage, whatever the heck you want to call them, whether they're sandwiches or wedges or whatever, it looks really good. I'm, yeah. I'm super excited for that place. Um, what's your take overall? On on the food over at Docking Bay Seven Food and Cargo, which is probably the lamest name for a place. Yeah, that. So the name, like, definitely, you could use some work, but oh well. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, I think I don't think there's any food in the whole land that doesn't look good. Right. I think I think it'll be good. I'm definitely more excited for Ronto Roasters. Mm-hmm. Just because of what we talked about, but I think it's still going to be good food. Like I think it's still going to be worth it, and it's going to be a good meal. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm. I think it's cool that like, um, what it's Maz Kanata's chef is who like runs the place. Right, right, right. And I think it's, that's cool. I think he could have a more manlier name than Cookie, but <laughs> yeah, agreed. It's it's it, it's interesting, you know they they. Um, they tried to spruce it up. I think they learned a lot with uh, with Skipper's Canteen and Satuli's Canteen. And I mentioned this before, but I think they learned a lot because they went with some pretty aggressive menus on that. Some pretty out-of-the-box stuff. And, you know, it was during that time where they were uh, switching all of the, the quick service from hamburgers, hot dogs, pizza, and chicken nuggets to actual real people food um, that, that wasn't made of cardboard. So it was... <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean. Like there was yeah. a standard menu everywhere. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, try- yeah. They're trying to get rid of it, which is awesome. It was it was great, but they they went a little too far. You know, they kind of yeah. jumped the shark with it a little bit. Not really. Like I thought, Satuli Canteen was really interesting, but 
I, it's almost too many choices. Like the yeah. you can come in and pick one of five different options for four different things. I'm like, wait a second. See, so on our last trip, we had a different like the menu they give you when you're waiting in line. I felt like it was a more user-friendly menu that they gave us because I felt like it flowed a lot easier. Like the, it wasn't like, here's your 93 different, you know, choices of this. Right. And obviously that's exaggerated, but it just felt way more like, Hey, try this pre-made bowl of this, like these ingredients done. Here you go. Or here's, you know, some suggestions to tweak it. Yeah. And that, and, and that honestly makes sense. My issue with Satuli Canteen, there's a cantina, Satuli Canteen, why, right? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Whew. I screwed that one up. But my, my issue with that place is that Nomad is right across the bridge. Yeah. And I like Nomad a lot. Yeah, but Satuli Canteen, Nomad's not for everybody, right? Like, Satuli Canteen, I think... Everybody can feel it, Satuli Canteen. Like, there's, you know, people who don't like taking their younger ones to Nomad Lounge. I'll give you that. Evenings or whatever. I mean, we take right. ours. No, 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 right. And that's totally, will, yeah. like, your choice, yeah. right? I know what I would do. I know what you would do. Like, yeah. Right. yeah. But there's, there's uh, I don't know, Docking Bay 7, Food and Cargo, yeah. got to change yeah. the name. Like, Agreed. I don't like it. I don't know what case study they did that that tested out well, but no clue. I don't want those people in my life. Uh, that one, it with the abundance of possibilities. Yeah. When it comes to the Star Wars universe, and you go that plane, and it I mean, doesn't I'll tell even, you it doesn't what, I, off the I like. All the new rib offerings they've been coming out with. Oh, yeah. So I'm totally excited for those ribs. Like, I mean, they've got some good ribs that they've been doing. And, like, the ribs at uh, Festival of the Arts that they had in Italy, like, those were phenomenal. Hmm. So, I mean, and that was just, like, a little festival rib. So, I mean, I can't wait for an actual restaurant. And I'm going to eat it with my lightsaber. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to cut my ribs with my $150 lightsaber because I paid the money, so I'm going to do it. Exactly. <laughs> Except for the fact that it's not going to cut through the meat. So No, but I'm going to still make the sounds like it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and, sir, please stop. Your yeah. magic band told us you were acting a fool. <laughs> Wait. Wait till there's a feedback loop on the magic band that shocks yeah. your arm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be mine. Uh, yeah, me too. Me too. Um, Please stop hitting I'm... kids in the back of the leg with your lightsaber. <laughs> I'm just getting them back for being in a stroller. Yeah, you, right? you stopped right in the middle of the walkway. <laughs> so, so the ribs look really good. Um, there's a there's a couple other options that look pretty solid. The the tip yip, which is actually chicken, mm-hmm. um, looks looks pretty cool. Um, Looks, it looks pretty good. There's a couple different options there. They have baked fish. Um, did they have? There was one other meat dish, but then they had a couple of vegetarian options that looked interesting. Um, Plant based stuff. Um, I'm just not like. I think it looks good, and it's. 
It's a, like I said, a little more aggressive than than a standard. Yeah, like the plant based. They have like a plant based meatloaf and meatballs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. We'll we'll see. And I mean, it's nice that they have more than just one vegetarian option. I mean, and it's not just a salad. You know. Yeah, for sure. Like they definitely need to branch out like that. Exactly, and it's it, it it looks pretty okay. Um. The one place that we didn't get any food information on, but we sure got a whole heck of a lot of information about the drinks that are going to be there, is Oga's Cantina, which is legit one of the top experiences I'm looking forward to. Oh my gosh, yeah. If it, yeah. Is, if it is even close to what the cantina scene is in episode four... I am not mm-hmm. leaving that place ever. No, like we're yeah, like like I've spent I've spent some time at Nomad, and I've spent some time at Baseline, and I've spent some time at Misner's. That ain't nothing compared to what's gonna be like with hey, I'm just gonna hang out here because yeah, I you guys want... do you yeah exactly. exactly. Here's my card. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you guys have a Slinky Dog Fast Pass. I'll be right here. Yeah. No, I. Yeah, if it's anything like that cantina scene, I'll be sitting right next to you. And it's for the experience. And what's what's yeah. really interesting to me is that there's maybe not as many, but there's a significant amount of non-alcoholic uh, uh, signature drinks at this joint, and right. and kind of throughout the entirety of the land. But like, look, man, th- this is this is where the comparison. And honestly, I don't even know. And you're in business, you know. There, there was like a a a group, right? So there was a group that went to 15 meetings a day and figured out all the names for the drinks, right? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. that is a group. If you look at the names, that is the group that you and I would be on. Because yep. why wouldn't you call something the uh, the the fuzzy tauntaun? And right. Perfect. The, and and the, the, the slug something. I had a whole list. I really should have pulled them up. But, like, they are uh, fun, some of them tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. Star They're Wars. They're what you would think of a Star Wars exactly. cantina drink. Like, They're awesome. And then you go over to Docking Bay 7. Yeah. Food and, you're like, and cargo. <laughs> Are oh you, man, are when you, you say it like that, it just is so bad. It, it doesn't even roll off the tongue. Call it, call it Docking Bay Seven. That at least does. Perfect. As as, there you go. As yep. soon as you add food and cargo to the darn thing, it's like, what are you talking? Like, seriously? You can call it Shmi Skywalker's uh, Cafe. Exactly. <laughs> I just came up with a cooler name, and exactly. it, I just thought of that. <laughs> First and. Ronto's Roasters sounds like something you're going to have on an on a planet that is outside of the outer rim, right? Like, right. okay, Docking Bay Seven, food and cargo, not gonna happen. It's gonna be what's the dude's name? It's gonna be Frank's. You know what? I I don't know. At any rate, I could rant on that for a while, but even more so, the people that developed the name for the restaurant also developed the name for the food, I have this feeling because it's nowhere near as witty. It's nowhere near as punny, right? Like, like that right. was kind of the beauty of that whole cantina scene. And maybe they did it on purpose. Maybe I'm just being a little facetious here. And, and... You know what? Here we go because they made this name and we're sitting here talking about it. So they're getting their marketing. Oh, you're right. I mean, 
I mean, whatever. It, it Yep. It's what they ended up going with. I don't understand it. I'm still going to go there. Oh yeah, I'm going to eat it. But, right. Yeah, like I mean you know, it's it's semantics at this point and I think it's just half of it's just complaining to complain. I mean, trust me, I'm excited about all this stuff. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, you, you know. It's very, it, like, we had to look hard to find this one thing. The fact that all we're doing is bitching about the name. <laughs> I mean, <Yeah>. come on. <laughs> like, it took us this, like, literally the time, the 45 minutes or whatever we've been talking to find right. something to bitch about. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And it, it's it's interesting. At any rate, Docking Bay 7, we're done with that rant. This cantina thing, ugh, so so excited. It's next level. Next level. But here's the one thing that that I don't want to say frightens me, but I was I was kind of kind of sad, right? Like all the food came from what the 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 quick serve was going to be. There was no there's there was reference to the fact that there would be some semblance of small plates at um, at Oga's cantina, but we didn't get any you info. Heard. We didn't get any info. So And I and I I also remember a rumor that it's not gonna be like big. No, it's not gonna be that big. Like it's like there's not a lot of people. Like I mean it's not gonna be a lot of people getting in there. And that's <laughs> therein lies the problem, right? Which is like kinda cool, kinda like WTF. <laughs> right, exactly. Like like you can't make it too big because it's not going to have the feel. But you can't make it too small because then you run into what goes on at Trader Sam's Grog Grotto where there's 58 people allowed in. At 3 o'clock. At 3 o'clock, yeah. Um, but but I get it. What's really interesting to me, Bryson, is the fact that there's no sit-down restaurant yet. And I emphasize yet. I know. I'm I'm holding out hope. <laughs> Because I really want there to be. Really, really, really want there to be. And I want it to be really cool. Me too, but what does it look like? Like, I can't I can't picture it. There's no... The, the, the only thing I can really think of food-wise is the diner in episode two, right? Mm-hmm. And the huge mess hall in episode two on... on uh, whew, why can't I think of the planet? place where they made the clones oh begins with a c gosh darn it yeah i know me too anyway we'll con- we'll continue I-, I i really can't i mean i'm not crazy right i can't think of any other like dining scenes they could pull from there's no real there's no real conversation over meals in these movies oh 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 besides bespin or bespin or however you people yeah pronounce it. Right, um, so you you could just have like a, a an early nineteen eighties themed uh, d- diner or whatever you want to call it, a uh, f- uh, 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 formal dining room, which is all that. Yeah, all that. Really Camino, was. Camino. Good job. You've been thinking about that and not listening to me this yes. entire time, haven't you? <laughs> You're yeah. Sorry. Once something <laughs> like that bad. happens and it's on the tip of my tongue, I have to figure it out. That's fantastic. Good job. I'm glad you got there. So my my sit down restaurant, this is like literally what just popped into my head. I think of casino scene, Last Jedi, like yeah. a nice 
not not like I'm just saying like not nice formal, but like nice ish type right. restaurant. Right. But that doesn't I get that that doesn't resonate with everyone, but that's like and it wasn't really a restaurant, but it's just kind of the only thing I could think of where you could pull off a table, sit down. Because yeah. there's nothing in Star Wars where they like sat down and sat at a table. Right. And someone's screaming at us right now on the other end of the podcast saying yeah. saying that there there was one scene somewhere, you know. But uh, There was. I'm sure there, I'm was, sure there was. And I'll probably have to find it this yeah, weekend. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But uh, my, my my concern is is that like something like that doesn't fit with Batu. Because it's supposed to no. be outer rim, whatever. So, so riff raff. Yeah, exactly. So I'm I'm sure at some point there's going to be a sit down. There almost has to be, but it kind of makes sense that there isn't one off the bat. Yeah, because you don't you don't want people to you don't want people yeah. hanging out in there. No, you don't. You don't. And you With gotta, the mass of people that are going to be there, yeah, it's a bad idea. Yeah, you're, I mean, you you want people coming in, eating their food. You know, it's it's a it's a twenty minute experience instead of a seventy five minute experience. Um, when it, when it comes to dining, you, you want people in and out and, uh, it's going to be really interesting. I mean, my, as, as we, as we get into this I and mean, we've, we've covered a lot of it, we've covered a lot of the dates and, and such. Um, I, I, I think minus going in depth into the rides, which has been done kind of ad nauseum on the internet. So unless you really want to get into it, we can, but we, we've talked some opinion on it. Um, yeah, that's all. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. There's nothing new I could tell you. Right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in your thoughts on where this is going. Right. Like, what are, what are, what are your expectations? What's gonna, what are your expectations, and do you feel that your expectations are too high? Because I'm getting scared. Yeah, I've been there. Mm-hmm. I've been there where like I'm putting this on too high of a a hill right too high of a throne but Mm -hmm. you kind of i mean like i said earlier i wasn't a fan like huge fanboy of avatar and i love pandora right so like you kind of set the precedent there so now you're doing something that i really am a fanboy of so don't let me down Iger. like Well, and would, I don't, and I fully believe they're going to do everything that they say they're going to do, or they wouldn't do it, right? Wow. But I, yeah, <laughs> like there was, should be more shade at Toy Story Land, like there was originally. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you remember uh, P- Pixie Hollow that was supposed to go into New Fantasy Land, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I don't know. It's just uh, I don't think that. Uh, I don't think I can be – I'm not going to be let down because no matter what they do, I'm going to be in Star Wars. Like, And that's, at the end of the day, all I care about. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Disney's been doing immersive lands for a long time. It just hasn't been as overt, right? It hasn't been right. as it's, – it's been an immersive land, not an immersive experience. So, yeah. you, know, you know, well-themed, I guess, is probably a better way to put it. So, so what would let me down more is – if the hotel immersion experience just fails. Well, that's a, because that to me is going to, is I'm more excited for that than the immersion in the land, oh, how the they hotel? tie the hotel to the land and that whole experience where like, instead of boarding a bus, you're boarding your shuttle to the land, to the planet. Right. Like that whole thing is like, 
I'm way more excited actually about that, which is obviously a whole nother tangent, but yeah, that, that right there is what would let me down. Whereas like if the rides work, if the food's good, I can get into the park. Cool. Right. I'm happy. I'm in star Wars. Right. Right. And that's, you know, uh, it, it's going to be themed ridiculously well. Right. There's, there's, I've rode Slinky Dog enough that I've seen the progression right, of right. Galaxy's Edge that I'm that right there alone has me excited. Yeah, I'm 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 super pumped. I'm I'm interested to see how this phased opening goes. Um That is gonna be weird. Like so here I am in this immersive land and then all of a sudden I get to a construction wall. Yeah, exactly. How's that gonna happen? Um yeah. And um, and it's Disney. I'm sure it's going to be a big freaking fake mountain. Yeah, <laughs> right. They're, yeah, really. They're going to build like a three month temporary fake wall yeah, mountain. Yeah, like. I mean they're 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 smart about that. I I, I trust them there. If anyone's going to be able to do this, anyone's going to be able to pull it off. And I mean, Lucas said it himself. I'm going to ever sell my baby, yeah. and my intellectual property to anyone. It's only going to be Disney. Right. Um, but my. My thing is, is that I was so pumped for Smuggler's Run out of the gate because it had Millennium Falcon tied to it, right? Like, what what Star Wars fan doesn't want to fly the Millennium Falcon? But the more I hear about Rise, the more excited oh, I yeah. am about it. So, same boat. Yep. And I've 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 completely switched to where yeah I as I started like reading more about like the patents they filed for and right like just i mean and i think it's so awesome that disney has turned the queue into a ride itself right which obviously so is a whole brilliant. nother topic but so like brilliant yeah i mean because there's nothing i hate more than waiting in a line or sitting in traffic <laughs> and right basically but the same thing. that's because i have nothing to do so if you give me something to do I'm going to forget about the fact that I've been standing in this huge line and I'm okay with it. Well, between the immersiveness of the Disney parks play app before you get to that, that first initial scene one, right. Going through the queue, having some interactivity there. And then that progression, like, like I think they have done everything that they possibly can from an entertainment standpoint to keep you entertained yep. while you wait for four and a half hours for this thing. Mm-hmm. I agree. So I'm, I'm interested to see how the play up works. I'm interested to see if they decided to put more wireless in there. I'm interested to see if they're speeding stuff up. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. all, all of that. Um, there's obviously going to be hiccups. I'm really excited that it's starting on the West coast. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. They get the bugs I, out before it gets over here. I mean, I mean, that's completely selfish on my part. And you know, I, I know that, um, we know a bunch of people in the community that are going to head out there that aren't locals that are going to head from Florida to there just to to check it out. Yeah. Um, yep. And it, it's going to be interesting to compare. And you know, with with uh, huh. here's the crazy part is you have to have a reservation to get into the Disneyland one. Yeah, but that's pretty brilliant. I think it is. I think that's completely brilliant. Yeah, it's really it's really smart on their part because you'd have. An unknown amount of pass holders showing up every single day trying to get in. And, Which is uh, something – that's a reason exactly why I wish Disney World did it. 
Yeah, but the, you don't have the number of pass holders. You don't have the number of local pass holders. That's true. That's true. You're right. You know, D- Disneyland's a destination. As much as there's a lot of local Orlando folk that go, it, that I feel like that number in in our eyes, being Disney nerds, is is overinflated because the number of Orlando vloggers. We feel yeah, that, it's totally just because of the number of people we know that live there that are pass holders. Right. Exactly. And. I'm not saying there aren't a lot of Florida pass holders, but if you're a Florida pass holder, this stuff's going to be blocked blocked out. Yeah, unless you have the upper tier uh, passes, you un- can't go. Unless you have a true platinum pass, you're not going to be able to go. Right. So either you're which paying, I which I do, I yeah. do too. So, so unless you're going to upgrade your pass as a Florida resident, um, you're 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 going to be going to be waiting too. So. So long and short of it is Disney Disney World is more of a destination um, yeah, in, in their minds right. and in our minds. So they can judge the amount of people that are going to be there. It does mm-hmm. kind of surprise me, but at the same token, I don't think they're going to take 22 hotels worth of people. Well, and, and just so you know, I literally just pulled up the 28th through the 31st. Right. And there's rooms at Art of Animation, uh Pop Century, uh, music. What's the music? All Star. All Star music. Thank you. Right. You're good. So I mean, there's decently cheap rooms by Disney standards still available for opening weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I on I, March 27th. Yeah. I, <laughs> I I booked sports as soon as as soon as I heard. That's right. I remember you telling me that. Yeah. So. Um. But that was as soon as I heard because I thought it was going to be Gonzo. And what's interesting is that it's not. I figure the cheap ones will be gone by now. It's been almost no. Long. You can get, I mean, French quarters still available. Yeah. So I mean, there's some uh, Coronado Springs. Right. Well, I, I figured... Caribbean Beach is gone, but that makes sense because it's on the gondola line. Yeah, but this gondola's not not going to be up. Uh, I have a feeling. Off. I have a feeling the Caribbean Beach to Hollywood Studios line is going to be ready, and they're going to open that line. Yeah, it's possible. Because it's a straight shot, and for how long have they been testing those? Because you have to have X amount of period of testing before you can open right. it. Right. And they've been testing them for like two months now. It hasn't been that long. It feels like it's been Well, that in long my mind, it, it feels like two yeah. months. <laughs> you just watch too many vlogs. It feels I, like yeah, I know. Months. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. Yeah, that it makes sense. That one does make sense. Um. Yeah, I really wanted to book Boardwalk, but I wasn't dropping uh, dropping four hundred a night so I could go wait in line and sleep outside two nights. Your a kids night. appreciate it. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Ugh, yup. So awesome, man. Well, we've been uh, we've been going at this for about an hour and a half, dude, and I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we're gonna go I kind of figured about about another hour and a half more. But uh, <laughs> any final thoughts on this, man? Um, at least for this episode. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, I mean, literally I've said it all. I mean, right. I hate crowds and I'm going, so, I mean, I'm not going opening weekend, <laughs> but I'm going the next week. Oh, so. it doesn't matter, dude. It's going to be right. opening it, month. Yeah. I mean, literally. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. So, and then we're going to do it all over again for rise of the resistance. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to be, it's going to be interesting to see. I guess that's my last final thought. It's going to be interesting to see. I know I said it earlier when rise is actually opening um, if it opens the week of december 3rd through the 8th that's great 
happens when I already have a trip. So, so as long as it opens before December 3rd, you're good is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Do you mean like Thanksgiving weekend? Nice. Black Friday, you can open. It's possible. And then I'll have right. to make another trip. What are you talking? What are you doing to me? Sorry, man. I know. Was, I'll sleep I, on your floor. You can sleep on my floor. It's fine. That's fine. I'm sure Crystal will love it. She don't care. Yeah, I don't snore or anything. Yeah. She likes you, so it's fine. <laughs> nice, man. Well, Bryson, go ahead and uh, shout yourself out on uh, on all the social medias and such. All right. Well, Facebook for Love of the Mouse, YouTube for Love of the Mouse as well. Hit that subscribe button. Watch our channel. Uh Twitter, we got for love of mouse, and same on Instagram as well. So we're on all the social, Facebook, Snap Faces, all that. So face page, book. That's face. right. Uh, I had a buddy in college that called it Face Jam and cracked me up. So <laughs> <laughs> I get ridiculous. it. Yeah, man. And uh, everyone out there, make sure you check out for love of the mouse. Um, there's also a blog involved. Yeah, for love. For the love of the mouse dot com is Crystal's blog. Yes. So, so check check that out. Definitely check that out. There. Um go ahead and check us out at Brandy and Dave on all of the platforms. Brand, or, uh, it's youtube.com slash brandy dave. It's the only place we couldn't get and. Really? <laughs> it was YouTube. Yeah. Surprisingly. Huh. But uh Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Brandy and Dave, look us up there. Whatever podcasting uh, platform you are listening on, it would be greatly appreciated if uh, if you guys would rate and review the podcast. Go ahead and uh, and share this with your friends. Have a lot of fun talking to our our fellow Disney influencers and Bryson. Thanks so much for coming on, man. This was an absolute blast. Um, we'll have to do a. Uh, a roundup after we're both there. So we'll have to, we'll have to do one in yeah, September for like, sure. And if anything out. else comes out, we'll do another one. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? It's really easy to jump online and do this. So yes. no problem. It's called technology. Yes. Yes. Well, Bryson, thank you so much for coming on for Brandy. I am Dave and we will see y'all on the next show.